Yeah, it's Buku One here. One thing I know, every good podcast deserves its own theme song. Oh, for sure. And this one most definitely deserves its own theme song. We changing the game on the name, put respect Uncle Dad talks, yeah, live and direct What did you expect from the two fly guys? One love Kevin Smith, one or more is Golden Eye Mike all the time, but to his credit, he's clever Spring stuff on Mike on a daily And can mangle up a name amazingly The range of events and topics makes it hard to stop listening So why even attempt it? From bare knuckle fighting, to Grammy songwriting To Burning Man flames, to firefighter video games And many, many more than I could put in a verse Just subscribe to Tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse And many, many more than I could put in one verse Just subscribe, tune in to Uncle Dad's Multiverse yeah. Yes, you heard it first here Show did Tion Buku 1, aka Mr. Generous Live and direct Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. Uh, well, actually, I should say Uncle Dad Talks presents Uncle Dad Listens. Uh, I am Uncle Dad and without with, without me is Mike because he's out there doing his thing. That's okay. So I'm here uh, handling it as I should, I guess. That's what Mike would say. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're getting ready for the spooky season and what better way to do so than speak to uh, the writer behind a very fun book. Uh, as you guys all know, we're based out of the South Bay, San Jose, and uh Honestly, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. Uh, I am with Elizabeth Kyle, uh, the author behind Haunted San Jose. Elizabeth, how are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it, this is so exciting. Uh, so a little quick little uh, fun little story here. Uh, you and I technically met about a year year or so, and uh, we were at a paranormal convention. Yes. Correct? Yes. yes. Okay. And I actually recorded that interview at that time. Um, it didn't get released because there wasn't a whole lot to do with the actual uh convention uh so i didn't feel like it made sense to release that uh but you know what I, i'm happy we can finally do this uh your energy is great uh, i love learning about you know about what we talked about so let's kind of dive into that again uh but first and foremost can you just tell our audience who you are and about your fun book real quick like a brief summary if you want Okay, yeah. So I am Elizabeth Kyle. I wrote a book called Haunted San Jose. And I like to describe it as the preeminent historical account of ghost stories in San Jose. So I look at 36 locations within city limits. And I talk about the ghost stories and also the history behind the hauntings. Uh, very, very scary. Right? <laughs> yeah, some of them are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if we can, do you mind uh, if we Well, actually, let me ask you this first. What made you want to write this book? Because, I mean, I feel like this is not a common thing. Somebody goes, you know what? I'm going to make a book about the scary side of San Jose. Right. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I've always been interested in the paranormal ever since I was a child. And I think my mom really has a lot to do with that. And that's so interesting because I have kids now myself. And I think because of the book, especially my own kids are interested in the paranormal. So I guess you could say it's like a, a family thing. Um, but I, I just love reading ghost stories. I love learning about places. And when I travel, I like to purchase, um, books of, of local ghost stories as souvenirs. And there really wasn't anything like that for San Jose. There are kind of collections and other places and on the internet about some of the ghost stories, but there wasn't really one book that covered everything in depth that was well-written and historical. And I kept telling myself, you know, I could do it. I could do it. And so finally I just did 
<laughs> I love that, man. I, I, we all, you know, here me and Mike always talk about like when you're, when you're passionate about something, your passion will always come out, will always find a way to come out. Right. 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 The fact that it did, it's, it's, that's such a huge achievement in its own right. Right. Like, yeah, it's going to be great to make a, you know, the money and whatever, all that great stuff to be, you know, you know, noticed as an author, but the fact that you just get it done, that's such yeah. a huge accomplishment in its own right. So yeah. congrats to you. For well, thank it. you. Thank yes. you. And it was kind of a, a COVID project. So I'm also a high school teacher. So um, it's not like I have a whole lot of time to, yeah. to work on my passion projects, but COVID was sort of a blessing in disguise, you know, where I had yeah. time at home and I could just sit down and write. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, totally. I, and you know, and it's so interesting that you say that because I feel like a lot of folks got into the paranormal during COVID as well. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, you agree with that? I do. And I kind of have a theory about it that I've heard from other people. People were at home more often. They were spending more time, you know, in this, this building that maybe they just didn't spend a whole lot of time in before, you know? Yeah. So when they're at home during the day, they were hearing things and um, sensing things that they just weren't previously around to experience. So I think a lot of people became convinced that their own homes were haunted during COVID just because yeah. they were hearing, you know, the normal creaks and, and sounds that the house makes during the day. Oh, um, man. That's yeah. uh, kind of scary. What do you think about yeah. that? <laughs> I wonder, like, a, a percentage of that must have been actual hauntings too, right? <laughs> I'm sure it was. Probably a low percentage, but uh, the, the rest of it, I'm sure, it was just people, you know, psyching themselves in order. Sure. Something. Uh, so let's, if we can dive in a little bit to your background a little more. Um, so you have you always wanted to be a writer? I have. I never thought I would. I used to write just, you know, like kids do imaginative, creative kids, you know, just write things here and there. Um, I never really pursued it. I actually went to, to school to be an editor. So I wanted to be kind of on the other side of the writing process. Um, and then somehow I winded up being an English teacher. So, <laughs> there, you know, there's some some parallels, perhaps and yeah. a little bit of overlap. Um, I never really thought I would do it like professionally. And I'm not really doing it as a job i'm not making money off of this i mean it's tough i mean it's a t it's a tough thing to do you know it's yeah. uh, but you know what it, again i think the passion behind it is always what's worth it i mean yeah i know yeah. it doesn't speak in dollars but it does speak in, in, in personal value right right exactly uh, i think that's the big thing you know like uh when we talk about like you know kind of when you were getting here and you were making the book which initially were you thinking okay i'm just going to do it for myself and then try to sell it or just do it for myself and that's it? I actually, I knew I could sell it. Um, the publisher I worked with actually makes it really easy to become an author. So they do a lot of books of local interest and they want people like me who are going to go and do the research and do the writing and do the work and then hand, you know, the publishing company this completed manuscript. Um, so it, I knew that it would be published and distributed. Um, and I was, this sounds so cheesy. I've never really thought about this before, but it, I was really doing it for like San Jose. You know, I wanted their, I, I wanted our stories to be told and to be out there and to be available to people. Right. That's not cheesy at all. I actually really, really admire that because what I'm learning, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a San Jose transplant. I'm originally from the uh, uh, Stockton, California mm -hmm. area, Central Valley. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, coming out here, one thing I've kind of noticed is that there's so much, pr like the people who are from here, there's so much pride in the city. And yeah. that's great, you know, because there is so many cultural events that have happened here, not just even on like on a, on a haunted level, right? But like on a, on a political level, on you know, entertainment level, like so right. many great, I mean, obviously tech, you know, there's so much uh, that has happened here. And so yeah. 
I don't think it's cheesy at all. I think that's uh, you just added yourself kind of to that 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 row of San Jose staples. I would say. Oh well, thank you. That's yeah, that's really. nice to hear. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I think San Jose also has sort of a, a bad reputation, maybe yes. or or maybe no reputation at all. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's not done yeah. all the time. All the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, to kind of diving into your book here, I actually, so I have it here. Um, I wanted to kind of, if we can talk about some of the, like, uh, things you point out, if you can give, give our readers, like our listeners, a, a little taste of what this is. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So I just, you know, first and foremost, um, I have to do this. And we talked about this when we first met, uh, a lot of people probably know this one the most, and you, you pretty much start off with it is the Winchester mystery house. Right. Uh, yes. So let's talk about. Uh, I'm assuming you must love that place. <laughs> I do. I've always been fascinated by it. I think I'm one of the few um, native San Joseans who has actually been there <laughs> multiple times. Nice. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, and originally, I was attracted, you know, by the paranormal aspect, the supernatural, you know, uh-huh. stories, the creepiness. Um, and I have since learned, you know, through through research and just through uh, my own reading, that there's a lot more to the house than Absolutely. just the ghost stories. Yeah. But it is iconic. Do you, um, what is your take on it? Do you think that she was genuinely possessed or do you think it was more of a mental health thing or do you not want to say? I talk about it in the book a little bit. Um, so I'm happy to share this, but I think she um, was misunderstood. I think she wanted to be an architect at a time when women were not allowed to practice that career. And so she did the work on her own home. Um, she was fortunate that she had, you know, the financial freedom to do that. Um, I think she also just wanted to be left alone, which I can certainly, you know, sympathize with at times. Um, and then so as a woman who was not, you know, out in society, I think people made assumptions about her. And that's uh, where the the rumors and some of the untruths about her came from. Oh, for sure. I'm glad you said that because, you know, I don't know if I've said this on the show yet, but uh, I was uh, I worked there uh, for a long for a couple of years. Oh. Um, yeah, I was actually um, I don't know if I can say this. Uh, I probably shouldn't say this, but I, I used to do operations for them, so I'll say that. And okay. so I got to kind of I have access to everything. Like I went mm-hmm. to I had keys to go pretty much anywhere you wanted to go, I could go. Wow. Um, and so it, my theory was always that I don't necessarily know that if it was haunted. There is an energy there. I'll say that. Sure. Um, but there is definitely, I don't know, I don't know if it's like an, a malevolent energy though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so when you, when you had, cause you know, there's, people don't know the Winchester mystery house is basically this house. Actually, do you want to tell them the history real quick? Is that I cool? think, well, I, <laughs> that's okay? I'll, I'll try to do it briefly. Yeah. Um, so Sarah Winchester was, she was married to the heir to the Winchester Rifle uh, Company. And when her husband died, she moved to California. She was actually following her sister here. She was not, it was not on the advice of a psychic, um, but she earned, I, I can't remember. It was a staggering amount of money per day in, you know, um, from the investment in the Winchester Rifle Company. So she had all this disposable income. And she built this house. She started with an eight-room farmhouse, and she built it. You probably know the numbers better than I do, having worked there. It's been a long um, time. <laughs> <laughs> I worked there in like eight years now. So okay, okay. I'm, I'm sure it's in the book. I could probably find my statistics oh, here, but there's you know over a hundred rooms. There's all kinds yeah. of experimental things: a doorway to nowhere, stairs to nowhere. I love it. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And so people can actually do, do tours of that. And so yeah. if you guys are, if those are listening, uh, you know, they actually, you can go to, I don't know how much it costs now, but it used to cost like 20, 30 bucks, I think. Oh, it's expensive. It's way more than that. Is it way more than that now? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> have you gone recently? I uh, have been to events there. I haven't done the tours recently. But, okay. Yeah. Cause yeah. I, oh, I think you're right. Actually, I think when I worked there, I think it was like, Forty or fifty dollars. It's closer to that yeah. now. Yeah. You know what? Hey, it's history, right? So it's worth you- it. I think it is worth it just to to do it once and go through the house and you know hear the stories and see the architecture and the design. I think it's worth it. Absolutely. And I, and when I was there, they had a second tour called the uh, not the hard hat tour or something or the yeah. The- I forgot what it was called, but it was some uh, tour uh, that you wore had hard hat on. Do you remember they that? They do a version of that now. Yeah, I think they take you into the basement, which is not yes. usually open. And then there are a couple of other areas of the house that they've recently opened, and I haven't seen those either. Um, but you know, those rooms haven't been opened in, yeah. I don't know, like 100 years or something. Yeah, that's so, right. Okay. So they are yeah. doing the same thing. Cool. But yeah, yeah. It, it is a cool thing to check out. And it is a, it is a huge part of San Jose history not even just like you know through haunted history it's cultural history right like right. It's such a huge right. part of it for sure i mean there's yeah. an entire street named after it right so right yeah, <laughs> yeah so. and it's so funny i was in st louis this weekend i was visiting the arch right because that's what torts do and uh the guy at the the counter um when he found out i was from san jose he said oh i've been to san jose once i went to the winchester mystery house <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah sounds right sounds yeah right. yeah uh, Awesome. So let's kind of go more into your book. And I'm just kind of like randomly picking stuff because uh, there's stuff in here that I haven't really, I don't really know a lot about. So if you want mm-hmm. to tell us a little bit about it, just to give our, our listeners a little bit of a insight into your book and hopefully they, because they can buy it online, right? Yeah, it's available anywhere you buy books. It's actually locally available now at Walgreens, which is so cool. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm really, I'm trying to get it into the San Jose airport as well. Nice. That's my next goal. Okay. I really feel like I've made it once it's available for sale at the airport. Oh, for sure. That's a good spot to have it at, for sure, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, actually, I don't know if it's in here, and you tell me if it is. Because um, you don't, do you just do just San Jose, or do you do the general area as well? I have sort of been collecting stories from all over. I really had to limit myself for this book to San Jose City Limits, but I think okay. my next book is going to be Haunted, not San Jose. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like- Los Gatos, Campbell, Santa Clara. Um, oh, I didn't know Los Gatos yeah. had uh, haunted this. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm taking notes, and if any of your listeners have any stories they want to share with me, I'd love to hear them. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about <laughs> hotels. That chapter four, uh, okay. Saint Clair Hotel. Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> so the Saint Clair, I mean, it looks haunted, right? There's some pictures in the book. It just looks like a haunted place. Um, it's one, I think, one of the oldest hotels in San Jose. And its most famous ghost story is a bride. So apparently she was jilted on her wedding day. And there's a couple different versions of how it went. Um, but she somehow ended her life on her wedding day. Whoa. And so now the stories go that you sometimes people will see her in their rooms. They might feel her laying down in the bed next to them. They hear high heels clicking on carpeted floors. Um, so oh, she's man. the famous ghost. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, man, that makes me... Uh... Very scared right now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that story is actually funny because um, people, when I was writing the book, people did not want to talk to me. People would not talk to me about ghosts. And so I was trying to contact people at all these different locations, just trying to see what the stories were. Um, And I even gave people outs like, you know, you don't have to believe in ghosts, but I know that people tell stories about this place. Can you share them with me? And that especially was the one place where they did not want to talk to me. Interesting. Okay. 
That's interesting. Yeah. Um, do you feel like sometimes um, we get so like we we believe it so much that if we even talk about it, we we'll give it power? Do you think it's I a think, I think so. And there's actually a story about the haunted Toys R Us in there. That's one of the theories. Uh, sorry, not the Toys R Us, the Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. That's one of the theories about what's going on at the Chuck E. Cheese is that we have kind of created these these spirits. Um, I think sometimes it's a cultural piece too. People people don't believe in or are not permitted to talk about ghosts ghosts in their culture. Um, sometimes people just don't believe in them at all, and so you know. That's, that's you know I think yeah. like, I didn't think about the cultural thing because you're right because you know I'm, I'm Hispanic and growing up like you know your parents well, for us will always be like oh don't do talk about that or don't joke around about that yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's a very good point um, yeah. and you know San Jose I think actually has a strong you know Hispanic community right so yeah yeah it would also make sense why they're like I don't want to talk about it but you right. brought Chuck E Cheese yeah uh, so can we kind of dive into that real quick like a little bit yeah for sure yeah um, so there are a couple of stories of of children that have died at that Chuck E Cheese um, one is the story of a little boy who fell down the stairs and died another one is a girl who fell out the third floor uh, the third floor window into the parking lot and the stories are that you can see her in the window from the parking lot looking out at you um, people report hearing children even after the building is closed and empty. Sometimes the machinery starts moving by itself. There have been no reported deaths at the property. So I think if any children had died there, it would be documented. I could not find any evidence of that. Mm. But the theory is that since people have told these stories over and over for so many years, that they have actually created the energy that they're talking about. Um, and it's oh. called a, a tulpa or a thought form. And so the idea is that you can, you know, just manifest these things out of nothing by giving it energy. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I don't know how I feel about that. It's so hard to prove something like that. Right. Oh, but, right yeah. yeah. And how do you, right? I mean, I guess, I don't think you really, I don't think scientifically you could, right? Or, no, we don't even know what ghosts are are if they exist so right. how do we just generate them from the stories we tell like there's you know there's, there's so many and that's the thing i love about the whole paranormal world right it's like i believe yes i do uh but there is always have to be that logic right like okay well you know did that book really fall over or was it just a matter of gravity at that point in time right exactly yeah and i like to think of myself as kind of a, a skeptical believer so i also believe but I think there are lots of other explanations for most of what we think is paranormal. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that too. Now, when we talk about the Chuck E. Cheese, um, which Chuck E. Cheese is it again? Can you tell the audience where it's It's at? the one on uh, Tully. It's actually on Fontaine Road, but we refer to it as the, the Tully Chuck E. Cheese. It's right off of Highway 101. So if you're driving on 101, you can actually see the, the big uh, oh, mouse the statue. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chuck E. Cheese has an interesting history with San Jose because it was uh, created by a Nolan Nolan Bushnell, yeah. uh, who created Atari. Uh, yeah. So fun fact, we actually just had the current CEO of Atari on the show. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> wow. So you're, bringing, you're bringing up uh, uh, that. I should actually, I should ask him about that. His name, uh, dude, he's such a cool guy, but I should yeah. ask him if he knows about the haunted Chuck E. Cheese. And, uh, yeah. Was it? See, San Jose really is a cool place. We have all this cool history. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so let's kind of pick another one here. Just uh I, I really think it's important for the audience to kind of get the vibe of your book, right? So, because I want them to go out there and get it. I mean, spooky, spooky season is right here, man. Yeah. Let's get out there. 
get this book, get Haunted San Jose. Uh, you, I'm sure you Google it; it'll pop right up. Yeah. Uh, go out there and buy it. Uh, support a, uh, you know, you, would you say you're an independent author? I'm sorry, I don't want to say that wrong. Yeah, I would say okay. that. Okay. 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 Yeah, support independent, you know, an independent writer. Like we need to support each other because if we don't support each other, who will? So let's make sure we do that. Uh, all right. So I found it interesting. You have a chapter on restaurants and nightlife, mm-hmm. and so. I wanted to bring this one up because for those who know me very well, I go to this place literally three times a week, and that is Trials Pub. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm actually really good friends with the uh, the pretty much the owner, everybody there, like, and they know me very well there. And so, have you? Did you talk to them about this or? I did not. I was trying to get, like I said, I wrote this during COVID, so I was trying to get in touch with as many people as I could, and everything oh, was shut yeah. down, so I couldn't actually you know, go there and talk to anybody. I've actually never been to Trials Pub. So I went to San Jose State from um, grad school. And I know, you know, a lot of my classmates went there after class and all that. And I just never, I never made it there. So I should ask you, actually, if you ever experienced anything there, or if the rumors about the, the jail cells in the basement are true. So here's the interesting thing. I actually didn't know anything about this, these hauntings until not even because of the book, like literally I was at the bar, I was outside hanging out and somebody happens to go, Oh yeah. Um, this place is like super, super haunted. And I was like, and I, I, and I was hearing them talk and I was like, I mean, this place is haunted. And it was like, yeah, there's something happened here. I don't know what happened, but something happened here. And so when I'm, when I'm looking through your book and I see it, I was like, Oh man, I need to dive into that. And then I want to talk to everybody about it uh, at the, at the bar. Uh, so I guess if you can, I can find out for you, by the way, and I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> let me know, uh, or let our audience know, what Trials Club's history is, if we can. Can we do that? Uh, yeah. So I actually have to go back and kind of skim through. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so much. Um, no, I get you. No worries. Yeah, yeah. So it had a, a couple different iterations. The building did. Um, it started off as a grocery store, and then it was a cafeteria during the Great Depression. I actually made a mistake in the book. So if I can correct this, like on the record here, um, the Trails website says that in the 1970s, it was the the offices for the United Farm Workers, um, which is the labor union that Cesar Chavez created. That is actually not true. <laughs> so their, really? their website is inaccurate. Um the building, it looks exactly the same as this one, but it's like a block uh, south. Oh, yeah. okay. On First Street, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it did go through different different versions. It was a um, like a an auxiliary jail at one time, so it's really close to the old courthouse downtown. Nice. So um, the stories go that there were jail cells in the basement, and they used to house kind of overflow prisoners down there, and there was a. Uh, Apparently, there was an abusive guard who um, really mistreated the prisoners that were under his care. And so now the stories are either it is the the spirit of the guard who is still there or the spirits of the prisoners who were were so abused um, who continue to be in the basement. Whoa. Wow, I did not know that. I definitely have to talk to them about that when I see them. You know what would be kind of fun? I'm just throwing this out there because I love helping people. Uh, what if we talk to them and what if we could have you do like a signing there? Oh, yes. Yeah. yes please. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I'll talk to my man, yeah. B-Red, and uh, okay. I'll see what he says about it. Then I'll, I'll reach out to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to do that. I would reach a whole different audience if I did a signing. Yeah. I, I feel like that yeah. would make sense, too. Like, um, you know, you wrote about it. Have, I mean, I'm sure they, you know, right now they need help. 
So I would love to yeah. help them too. So if we can get, yeah. And yeah, if it brings awesome. more people to their, yeah. their pub. Yeah. That'd be great. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just saw that. And that made me smile. I was like, Oh man, that's so funny. That never leaves my life now. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, another one I found very, Oh no, you know what? I don't want to dive into that because I don't want to give too much away. Um, there was one though about a road that I can't remember. Uh, Hicks, Hicks road. Hicks right? road. Yeah. Um, Talk to me about that because let me tell you what I know about that. I, and I don't want to sound ignorant here, so I apologize. But I've always been told it was the story of like, I guess if you drive super far into it, there's like, I don't, I don't want to, how do I say this? Um, they, uh, I, I, if, if the proper term is an albino yeah. cult, I don't, yeah. I, I think that's the right, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I hope that's the right thing. If I offended you, I apologize. Um, but an albino cult is out there, and I guess if you drive too far, they like throw stuff at your car or they do booby traps and stuff. Is that like a true thing? Is that what that's about? That's <laughs> one of the stories. You know, none of this stuff is documented, and I don't know where this comes from. But um, I, I think that the term, the the proper term, is people with albinism, right? Um, well, but I thank you for teaching me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do, I do refer to them kind of by the. the term that is used in the stories. So there are several stories of um, cults of albinos in San Jose, in different parts of San Jose. I don't know where that comes from. Like why, why us, why associate us with, with you know, that group. Yeah. group. Um, but one of the stories, yes, is that there is a, a group of people with albinism who live out in Hicks Road and they, um, you're right. They throw things at the cars or they'll come out. If you get out of your car and walk along the side of the road, they'll kind of chase after you. And that's just one of a number of stories of Hicks Road. What I like about Hicks Road is that it has everything. It has all the tropes. It's got the vanishing hitchhiker. It's got um, a deal with the devil. It's got, um, I don't know. It's got, it's got all kinds of things. With the devil. Can you talk about that real quick? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, a boulder i've never been able to find it um but people apparently know where it is there's a boulder on the side of the road that's called the devil's door and i think it actually now has like a door kind of spray painted on it you know it's a, a um, attraction for graffiti artists okay. yeah and so if you go and you like knock on this boulder apparently the devil is supposed to appear and you know oh man do whatever the devil does oh man <laughs> Uh, that is a horror movie in its own right, right there. Yes, yes, it sure is. <laughs> oh man, I'm taking notes on that one. <laughs> uh, I love that. Oh, that's actually interesting. Okay, I like that. Um, yeah, I, you know, and t correct me if I'm wrong too. Is that also the same road where that uh, high schooler was murdered? Or no? No, that was uh, Marsh Road, and actually in Milpitas. Milpitas. So that sorry. didn't make it into the book, but that is another. You know, for the if we're looking at the whole metro area, that is a, another really popular story. Gotcha. Okay, sorry, I didn't want yeah. to give the wrong information there. Um, yeah. So, when you were putting this book together, what is your favorite story you wrote about? I think Hicks Road is one of them, just because yeah. it has so many of the, you know, the different archetypes that I like. Um, I found some surprising research in some of these, and I don't want to give too much away either. But I really like um, Notre Dame High School. Um, so Notre Dame is a private Catholic girls high school uh, in downtown San Jose. And there's a story of a nun who haunts the campus. Um, and I actually found some evidence that there was a nun who died on the property. Oh, um, no. 
<laughs> yeah. And so it's actually, I think it's a much sadder story than the the rumors. Um, but just to, you know, find some, some real documentation yeah. of history that actually happened there. That was really interesting. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And uh, yeah. talking about coincidence, right? There's a, a nun and there's a horror movie called The Nun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, if that's really, I doubt it, but that'd be kind of fun. Um, so, you know, I, I you know, before we wrap up here, I, I, really, I really love about your book is that kind of going back to the initial uh, thing about passion is that you feel the passion in this book. When you, when you look at through it, you look at the pictures, you, you read about it, it, everything in here is just so passionately written. So I think everybody here should, who's listening should give it a, give it a check out. Uh, go to, I mean, what's the best way you think? Just uh, Google Hansa San Jose or? Yeah. Yeah. You can find it wherever you buy books. So um Anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's so exciting. And, uh, you know, would there ever be a sequel to this book? Or is I think it going it might to be? be? I, I, it might be way in the future, but I'm still always <laughs> collecting stories and taking notes. And there are, the ghost stories are always, you know, changing and growing and adapting. And there's new ghost stories. So I think there might be a sequel in the future. Oh, I love it. Uh, now, before we go, is there a story that didn't make it to the book that you wish you could talk about or can we talk about? Um, or do you want to save that? <laughs> I might save it. There is a story that I'd actually didn't find out about until the book was published. And then I had all kinds of people, you know, it was funny. I said that I, when I was writing the book, people didn't want to talk to me about ghosts after the book came out. Now everybody wants to tell me their ghost stories. <laughs> of course. It's like, Oh, this is for real. <laughs> So there is one place in San Jose that's, you know, pretty, pretty popular um, that I just didn't know about in time. So that will be in Haunted San Jose Part 2. The sequel. You know, yes. They said about the sequel. <laughs> better than the original. That's, that's right. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much. Uh, where can our audience uh, connect with you, uh, learn more about you, all that good stuff? I think best ways on Instagram, Haunted San Jose. Oh, easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then in the in the uh, the notes, guys, when you listen, uh, you will we'll have everything linked along with the book link and as well the her social media as well. Uh, get out there, please support uh, art in any kind. Writing is art, in my opinion. So, you know, let's get out there, support each other. Because again, if we don't support each other, who will? And uh, thank you again, Elizabeth. Absolute pleasure having you on officially now. Officially. Yes. <laughs> thank you. I'm so glad we got a chance to do this. So thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. Thank you guys. And thank you for listening. And we will see you all next week.